Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. Today we'll be looking at anxiety and emotions. We're going to answer a question uh, that was asked by one of our listeners. So today's question we have from Jess, and she says, Hi, anxiety coaches. I was wondering if you would consider anxiety and our emotions for a podcast topic. Whenever my anxiety comes for some reason, the next big thing to follow is feeling like I want to cry, and I almost always do cry. It's really hard to bring yourself back into positive thinking when you feel like this. Trying to be happy when I feel sad always feels so forced and wrong but I also don't want to allow myself to wallow in self-pity. So when you're feeling down and defeated from anxiety, what's the best thing to do to get through it and out the other side again? Thanks so much, Jess. Great question, Jess. And this comes up a lot, doesn't it? Our emotions follow. Some, so let's see where we can start. First, I want to start with saying that having emotions is not a bad thing, of course. Sometimes they happen when it's um, challenging for us to have them, right? Perhaps we're at work, perhaps we're in a, a group of people, and when it's not feeling like a time that we want to dive into our emotions and let them kind of flow. So I totally understand your position on this, and it comes up a lot, both for women and men. And I want everyone to hear that because in my coaching work, I get to talk to people on a different level. And I think we have to remember that everyone has these feelings, not just young people and not just women or children. This is men and women of all ages have these feelings and our temperament decides how deeply we feel them and how easily and openly we express them. But we all have these feelings. So number one, know that feelings are normal and we just have to find our little workarounds, right Jess? We have to find our way to be able to hold on to ourselves until we're in a position where we can dive a little deeper into them or perhaps to train ourselves to just let some of them go because some of it becomes a habit, right? Some of it, uh, and maybe this is what you're experiencing because you said it happens one right after the other, right? You have the anxiety and then the um The next big thing to follow is how you said it, is feeling like I want to cry. And so I know in my past, one of the things that made me feel like that was my anxiety. And because I would get anxious when I felt angry. Um, I remember it at work when I was in corporate work when I was very young, a young adult. And 
I would be in a meeting and I would be presenting something and that would be, you know, there would be some pushback or some questions and I would feel like I wasn't being heard. This was way back in the day and I was a woman in a very masculine, I was a draftsman back when they called them draftsmen and we didn't have CAD. But anyway, um, I would feel like I was getting a little pushback and that I wasn't being heard and that would cause me to feel anger. And with when I felt angry, I got very anxious because I didn't know how to deal with my angry, my anger. So I totally get that. And then I would want to cry. And here I am in a meeting, right? I'm at work and it would just fill up inside of me. And it was totally my anxiety um, blowing up my emotion of anger, right? I would get angry first because I had a reason to be angry. There was something I wasn't being heard or I wasn't being heard in the way that I wanted to be heard. So I felt anger about that, which is fine. It gave me some energy. Anger is supposed to give you some energy to do what you need to do. Maybe I could speak louder. Or I could make my point more clear. Uh, but for me, anger didn't do that. It just put me into anxiety. And then my tears would come. I would be welled up with that kind of emotion, Just So I totally, totally understand where you were coming from. Doesn't last forever. As you work through your anxiety, you will have, your emotions will be not as um, over the top, let's say. That's probably the best way I can say it right now. So let's start with how, what we do to get out of that. One of the things we need to learn is distress tolerance. And now this is something that um, people learn in, uh, if you take some DBT, and we use a lot of DBT in um, some of the work that I do, and definitely in the work that I do with eating disorder clients. And learning distress tolerance is being able to handle life's challenges and distress ease more easily. We learn to have a t more of a tolerance. And so this is what I hear Jess, our listener, asking, you know, how do we get out of it? How do we get to the other side? Well, we learn to have a little bit more tolerance. It's like getting what people are talking about with a thicker skin. We're not going to ignore our emotions because they are here to speak to us. But we are going to learn to have a little bit more tolerance with the distress in our lives. Being able to handle life's challenges and distress will free us, right, to face and act on what is right in front of us. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. 
OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The question that Jess uh, asked us says, it's really hard to bring herself back into positive thinking uh, when she feels like this. And for that, I want to say, trying to be happy when we feel sad is wrong, just like you said in your email. It feels wrong, it feels forced, and I agree with you. Um, We don't need to force anything. This is where we want to give ourselves a break, slow ourselves down a little bit, and know that we're on the right track, we're doing the best we can, and we need to allow what is. We don't need to force anything. If life is challenging at the moment and we will do well to clearly see what's going on and to accept it, not to force it. If we can see it, and we have to slow down a little bit in our minds to do this. This doesn't mean that we need to move more slowly or we need to take a whole lot more time to do things. We need to slow our mind down enough to see clearly what is happening and to accept it. Don't have to like it. Remember, we talked about acceptance last show, I believe. We don't need to like it, but we need to see it clearly and accept it. And that frees up. um, It frees us up. Totally gives us more energy to act, to act on what can be acted on in our own circle of influence. So this starts to remind us that we can only control certain things. And those are the things we want to work on controlling. When we have anxiety, we think sometimes feel like we have to control everything. And we don't. We need to control ourselves, our reactions, our perceptions. And we need to act on things that we can act on. Those things in our own circle of influence in our lives. And what I think is needed in these situations is acknowledging the present moment and the situation without judgment or criticism. Not pretending things were different. Wishing or pretending things are different sets us up for continued stress and anxiety, Jess. So that keeps the loop going, pretending that it is something other than what it is. Change only happens in the present moment. We need to be here now, as Ram Das would say. Be here now. One way we can stay in the present moment and gather our strength and courage to continue moving forward through our journey of life is to grab some mini breaks. And um, we can do that by using distraction is one of the things that I teach in my uh, group coaching and with my clients is using distraction, right? So what that is, is we're just shifting our focus We're not pretending things are different. We're not putting things under the carpet, but we're going to shift our focus for a little while. That can help us bring our energy level down a little bit, bring that anxiety down. And some examples of distraction are 
thinking of something you're grateful for. Because how you're going to distract is going to be determined by the situation you're in. Are you in a meeting? Are you home alone where you can do all kinds of things? Are you out with your children? Are you driving your car, right? So we have to pick and choose depending on our situation. So again, some of the examples, thinking of something you are grateful for. You know that gratitude is a way out of anxiety. So that's a double winner there. You're distracting and you're filling yourself with gratitude at the same time. You can move yourself to another location. You can even shift yourself in your chair if you're in a meeting. Just a little bit of movement, maybe a little stretch, even with just with your shoulders if you're sitting in a meeting and you can't get up. You can move to another location in the house if you're at home. You can like get out of the the office, right, or the or the living room, wherever you are, and you're feeling um, overwhelmed with some anxiety. Move yourself into another location. If the feelings are welling up, just try a little stretch, a little movement. Go into another room. Another one that I absolutely love having people do, and this one worked well, really, really well for me, is make a decision. I had great difficulty making decisions, and I have learned through life that just making a decision is a good move. It doesn't have to be the perfect decision. Just make a decision. Sometimes they were over really tiny things that I was really fretting over. And that would bring up a lot of anxiety, not being able to make a decision. And it might bring on a lot of emotion because the decision one way or the other or deeper things like I was trying to have everything be perfect. Just make a decision and move forward. Do something productive. Sometimes just going and getting the dishes done or cleaning out a closet or picking up the newspaper off the front yard, um, whatever, mow the lawn. There's always something. And we don't have to make it a big deal, but we can do something productive and it, because we will focus on that then and we will not feel so overwhelmed. You can use your senses to bring you back to the present moment by seeing colors, around you, smelling the air, touch a texture on your desk or your clothing, taste the food or drink you're having with deeper awareness, actually be with it. Listen to your surroundings or turn on something that uh, music-wise that brings you to a calm place. Our emotions are uh, a language and they're trying to express something. It's not always appropriate to cry or to vent on the spot, yet we can make a mental note to come back to the deeper emotion later. And Jess, I would really love to have you practice that. Make a mental note that this time or this thought or this circumstance was causing you to feel like you needed to cry and come back to that deeper emotion later in the day where you can, when you have time to explore it with your journal can journal about it, you can draw, paint, sing, you can cry, tell a friend. We can and we can let ourselves hear the deeper message that that emotion is trying to get us to hear. It may not have a message. It may just be you were in overwhelm. That may be the message that it was too much at the moment. 
I know both from personal experience and from thousands of client hours that emotions don't last forever. We don't cry forever. The tears do not start and never stop. Often people are afraid if they start crying that they will never stop. Pushing them away uh, by being more positive or trying to be happy when you feel sad is really putting ourselves out of alignment. It causes more undue stress. There's no shame in any of these feelings. Feelings arise in two categories, and I want you to remember these because this is really helpful when you start sorting things out. Remember, there's no shame in any feeling. Feelings arise, and feelings arise in two categories. Number one, they arise when our needs are being met, and those don't usually cause us a lot of anxiety. And number two, feelings arise when our needs are not being met. And that can cause us a lot of stress. So we want to notice what is it that is not being met? What need of ours is not being met? And this, again, will be a wonderful wonderful podcast on our needs being met and not being met and what those feelings are and how we can work with that to ease some of that anxiety, some of that deep stress that comes from our needs not being met. But remember, feelings, there's no shame in them. There's no shame. Feelings are a signal and a pointer of what's going on in our lives. Listen to them, hear their messages, and use the information to make changes if necessary. Be kind to yourself. No judgment on the feelings. Remember, they are pointers, not your boss. And now for today's quote. Gratitude as a discipline involves a conscious choice. I can choose to be grateful even when my emotions and feelings are still steeped in hurt and resentment. It is amazing how many occasions present themselves in which I can choose gratitude instead of a complaint. And that's from Henry Nowen. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.